Welcome to the Game Deflators podcast, episode 44. I'm joined by my co-host Ryan, and what do we do, Ryan? Hey, everybody. Here at the Game Deflators podcast, we like to talk about games we've recently picked up, games we're currently playing, and tonight... We're going to have the big beat em up brawl where we're going to go back in time and we're going to find the best boxers around, not just boxers, but beat em ups from the early 90s. We're going to be comparing three interesting titles from John's collection to see which beat em up can best the opponents. You realize that we were only like four years old when these games were coming out? Yeah, I, uh, it's, uh, I never played any of them. Yeah, I've actually played all of these but the last one, and I gotta say, that last one, like Danny was telling us earlier, was super hyped. I saw the cover, reminding me of my childhood when you pick up a game, you're like, this is sweet, and it's just trash. Well, unfortunately that happens, but first let's open up with uh, the usual stuff. So, John, what'd, uh, what'd you get up to this week? What did I get up to? What did I get up to? I picked up DuckTales Remastered on the Wii U. Super stoked about it. Yes, so it is pretty much an HD remake of the DuckTales game that is on the NES. So, finally picked it up, and oddly enough, so I didn't know this until recently, I was actually uh, looking at some posts that Metal Jesus made, or Metal Jesus Rocks, and he had picked up a copy of the HD remake as well. And he said, oh, well, these are super rare and everything, and, you know, pick one up while you can at GameStop. It was 20 bucks for the copy I picked up. They're going for like 60 and $70 right now online. Reason being is they just cut off all of the digital purchases you can make for this. So it's wiped out of digital stores. And on top of that, it was only released during a three-month period for the actual physical copies. So Wii U probably being the least out of all of those. I feel like I've played this. Didn't they release it on PS Plus a while ago? Uh, probably on PS Plus. Uh, they released it on PS3, Xbox 360, and the Wii U. I feel like I have the PS3, PS Plus version from a while ago. Yeah, I mean, you might. I, I'm not aware of it. I've definitely played it, and I've never bought it. I yeah, know I, that much. I have seen this game so many times in a GameStop. Every time I walked in, I've seen new copies all over the place. And just recently when it was like, yeah, it's 60, 70 bucks now, I'm like, I should probably pick it up while I can. I love DuckTales. Yeah, me too, man. It's That's one thing. Hey, Disney Plus, if you're out there, I know you want my money. Give me some DuckTales. I'll give you some money. Dude, they got a pretty sweet deal that they just recently passed up. It was like no, a three-year... But you have to like be a Disney member, and that's like a yearly subscription thing, and then you get a $4 price. Oh, that's You have BS. to be in like the Disney fan club. It's real dumb. Oh, and I don't want to be in the Disney fan club. <laughs> They have. I heard they had some deal with Hulu and Disney where you could get both for like 15 bucks. I don't know if that's a thing. I, I'm just kind of waiting for it to come out because it's like, I know I'm going to cave eventually, but I want to see what I can get from it before I, you know, it's just, I feel like every week everybody's trying to cut $5 out of my paycheck and I'm just, I'm running out of that. Yeah, I think having Disney toss in the whole mix of this is going to be great for, you know, really all of us. We're going to see hopefully prices kind of go down after a bit at least maybe net i mean i don't see them going down but i don't see netflix increasing price points especially when disney plus is coming at what seven or nine bucks well they're just trying to sell everybody one channel at a time instead of making you pay 150 for a bundle now you're getting actually probably less cost efficient dollars i would imagine because like even if you're paying like a hundred bucks for a thousand channels like you're paying 40 bucks for five or six dude way i see it is i've got a standard antenna can watch any regular tv i want and then my netflix and that's it dude everything else youtube or reddit you don't have hulu nope 
You don't have Twitch. Dude, there's a thing you called don't have there's a thing called Reddit. I can find all of these things with no issue. Amazon. Uh, we got Amazon, but that, we primarily got that for the free shipping and for such. The shipping. Just, yeah, and just the Prime ability. And it's like, yeah, you know, it's an added plus. Um, but yeah, enough about TV. Um, the other game I got, check this out, man. I picked up Radical Dreamers. That is a reproduction cart that came through. Pretty sweet stuff. It's actually yeah, super high quality. Yeah, I remember you talking about this. I mean, it feels, it feels right. It looks, does it look uh, extra shiny? It looks uh, like it might be a little extra shiny to me. Danny, grab one of our SNES carts off of the wall here so you can check it out. Not a Mexico one, because they're just like this weird paper. Yeah, it's not right a there. slick cover. Yeah, that, that'll work. Yeah, so, I mean, there are certain things like the Nintendo seal of quality. Obviously, oh, no, it's it not going to be clear, but... It looks pretty much the same. Yeah, I dude. mean, it is a higher gloss on the, uh, on the sticker, but... Yeah, still pretty sweet, though. Man... That's pretty nice looking comparison. Yeah, so I'm actually going to start picking up a few more uh, reproduction carts here and there. Um, Terranigma, I told you about. You know, after seeing the quality of this cart, I definitely want to pick up Terranigma. Um, and then Soul Blazers, the other one I, I want to pick up as well. So really kind of interested in uh, getting more reproduction carts, man. They look pretty sweet, and they're definitely um, a high-quality label. So if they play well and save, I mean, I'm down to continue getting them. So, well, that being said, did you pick up anything this week? Uh, so I busted out my Switch for the first time in a while. Uh, I did not get around to finishing Zone of the Enders, but I did download uh, the Messengers DLC is out now. And that's something that I've been super excited for ever since I heard about it. That was free. I'm definitely going to check that out. And then uh, I also downloaded the 10-hour demo of Dragon Quest Eleven. Any good? I played just the very intro bit, and there are some differences between the demo and the full version. Uh, probably nothing that's really going to skew me. I'm not exactly thinking that I'm going to get this game. I have plenty of other RPGs on my Switch that I need to play or want to play. So I'm... I just heard some people talking about it. I figured a big, long demo would be fun to check out. They said that if you play this game for like an hour before bed, like uh, it kind of substitutes for like reading like an old classic fairy tale kind of book thing. So oh, seriously, like that much dialogue in it that they would consider that? I mean, that's what they... Well, I mean, it, the feelings that it evokes, like it's just a really grand old like going on an adventure in a magical world story. And I know a little bit about Dragon Quest, but not enough to really, you know, know everything about it. I did go to the Dragon Quest um, convenience store in Akihabara when I was in Japan, and that was super fun. Whoa, wait. You went to a Dragon <laughs> Quest convenience store in Japan and did not pick me up any Dragon Quest things? I didn't think you were into Dragon Quest. Oh, dude, you said Donkey Kong. Yeah, I know, but it's still cool. It's just like they have Dragon Quest stuff all over. Oh, man. That's yeah, it's sweet. real cute. They need a Donkey Kong store, too. So um, I'm going to check that out a little bit just at night before bed because it's something fun to do. Yeah, I can't game before bed anymore, man. I've officially learned that. If I sit in the bed you and You gave actually... up on Salt and Sanctuary a while ago, didn't you? Well, I haven't heard you mention it. Well, so you know how I am. I get in between games, and uh, Salt and Sanctuary is still on the list. It's just... We came across, what was it? We started playing Donkey Kong, my wife and I. 
So we played Donkey Kong Country 1, 2, and 3, beat all of them, got the 100%, 103% on 3, and now we're playing a different game. And so on top of that, I was wanting to play Sukuren, and I noticed we were halfway through the year, and I, I probably needed to jump on that. So um, yeah, so I guess this is a segue into what John's playing. Uh, that being said, I am almost done with ukulele with my wife. We have completed all five worlds, 100% on all five worlds, uh, picked up all the pages, coins, everything you can think of. We're now in the final um, area just before the boss battle, so we're trying to pick up in Hivery Towers all of the pages and quills and everything else that are tied to the main level. So if you remember in Banjo-Kazooie, you had like the main layer, and then it split off into different worlds. We're completing the main layer at this point, and then we'll be done with the game. So that's where we're at with that. And then Sukuden 2, I probably pumped in a good six or seven hours this week, actually, into that game. It is so sweet, dude. I'm currently in the battle with Luca Blight, who's the big baddie in the game so far. Um, although, looking at the guide that I've been following, it seems like there's a lot more after him. So I'm going to be interested to see, like, where they go from there. Because you'd imagine, like, if you're in this battle with the big baddie, you'd figure right after well, that you're done. Well, does it seem like somebody's pulling his strings, maybe? Like, there's a shadow... Well... I guess behind him or something. I guess spoiler for anybody that really cares. Um, so you have Jowie, who was your friend, and he's gone now. Uh, and he's now a knight under Luca Blight, like he's one of his generals. So I'm thinking maybe there's a final battle down the road with Jowie. I'm not sure. I don't try to look into a lot of the, uh, you know, the overall story. Uh, within that guide, it's more of, okay, where's the character? Okay, cool. Checking off, making sure, hey, I got this. Hey, I missed that. Yeah, hey, exactly. So yeah. like that way I don't spoil the story. And You're just you trying to make sure you don't get distracted and streamline it. Yeah, <laughs> and, I mean, it's been great. Because honestly, if I was trying to get 108 characters on my own without a guide, I would be 100% screwed right now. There's way too many. And there's moments where it's like, you have to take X character and go to this random forest to go find this other guy. And then you have to be at like castle level three plus have something else tied to it. Like some stupid stuff. Like whoever was able to get all the characters hundred um, percent with no strategy guide, ultimate master of gaming, like crazy, man. How many characters there are? Yeah. There's, there's a lot of stuff like that out there. And you know, somebody had to blaze the way. Yep. Oh. Thank you for all the people on GameFAQs that have crazy guides. And the fact that there's multiples of those guides, I don't know if people are copying and pasting or what. Well, there should be people out there that are really just dedicated. That was a pretty good yawn. I tried to fight through it. I tried to fight through it. I see it, man. Just, uh, like, just like today's interesting topics that we've got. Well, I mean, we just got one topic. We do. So today... Well, we decided that what we do, and I'm just going to brush on past. I didn't really play a whole lot this week. I know I said I was going to beat Zone of the Enders. I haven't beat Zone yeah, of the Enders. Yeah, you told me yesterday. You were like, I got three hours of my time today, so I no, think I I'll just I, knock that, it out. That three hours disappeared. That three hours disappeared. I had to go, hey, everybody, guess what? HOA meetings sometimes go longer than you think they're going to go. Anticipate that stuff and don't try to beat games around it. Yeah, my HOA is mad at me right now. I'm trying to figure that out. <laughs> so anyways, we're going to cruise on past that, and we're going to jump right down into our big beat-em-up brawl of 2019. So what we're doing here, folks, is uh, we're going to look at three different games, all in the beat-em-up genre this time. You know, in the future, 
we may look at three games from a different genre but these games all came around the same time we have a 91 a 92 93 and uh first on the docket is streets of rage first up 1991 streets of rage is what we play today so streets of rage for anybody who doesn't know and if you don't know i'm shocked it's one of the granddaddy of beat-em-ups uh made by uh sega uh ancient lizard cube guard crush games and dotemu i didn't know any of that published by sega and dotemu i've never played it you guys know that i don't have a lot of background with sega so uh playing this on the genesis is what we did today and we had a lot of fun with it streets of rage was a great way to open up it was the first of the three that we played and i'd say it definitely earns its reputation compared to what we saw overall today it really sets you up with a strong presentation a really good set of moves and uh just a very well-paced go ahead through the beat of genre so for people that don't know the Great backstory place to start yeah and for people that don't know the backstory you're pretty much three former police officers who are trying to rid your city of crime and that's the streets of rage and so you have like helpers and such throughout the game such as um it's not mad x what's the uh the mr. name mr x no no mr x is a boss it's mad thunder i believe is the uh, the guy that throws max out the, thunder uh, max thunder that's it is max thunder here. oh yeah yeah max thunder so either way he has like a giant gatling gun for um is it blaze i think yeah blaze whenever he's fielding mm-hmm. so the special move there's a gatling gun and then when you're using axel there's like this crazy bomb that drops in and fire spreads around so pretty cool stuff is tied on that with the specials but uh overall the game in my mind dude uh having played this years ago and then playing it again today the controls are just as fluid as i remember them being super simple super smooth you have a wide set of moves to your point suplexing tossing over your shoulder drop kicking crazy stuff it's tied now, in on it i would definitely say <clears throat> that this was a challenging game because of the ally damage you can hurt each other's friendly fire yeah i mean i get that but at the end of the day the bosses were fairly easy and so was the ai in this game so whereas some of the other games we played that the ai was a little more difficult and the boss battles were more difficult yeah there was some friendly fire here but you didn't really have to worry too much on it wasn't a ton of damage and you dealt more damage to the ai than they did to you yeah yeah so we definitely got the farthest in this one it was also the first one that we played well i mean if we had more time, I'm really confident we probably could have taken another 34, uh, or not 34, but, you know, 30, 40, maybe even an hour and knocked it out. Yeah, easily. definitely. Like, yeah, I mean, we were <laughs> sitting on our first lives for the most part. And if I didn't give up the controller, I think I would have still been on my first life. Yeah, once we, uh, I mean, we've definitely learned in the past that I am not the best at beat em ups. And I think that we've firmly established that here today no i think streets of rage you did pretty good actually um outside of trying to suplex every single dominatrix that came on screen well i didn't even realize how i was doing it either at first that's that's one of the things that i think that we had to disadvantage you don't have the 
book and we neglected to look up the controls. Well, I mean, it was pretty simple in my mind. You walk up, you grapple, well, and you suplex. I mean, that's that's what you're saying. But for people like myself that have never really played Genesis and don't have a lot of Sega experience. I haven't played that game in well over 10 to 12 years. I've never played it in 30 years. Well, that's your own fault. So you've got an 18-year advantage on that's me. That's a personal problem. Um yeah, so the game itself, man, with those controls, I, I agree. I wish we had some of the booklets for a lot of these games, but it's not always well, going to happen. it's just nice to have that for yourself as well at that point. Oh, yeah, dude. So I, I love once, all my manuals. Yeah, once we take a look at this from the, uh, the collector's point of view over here. So we've got Streets of Rage coming in loose, 2159, and complete at 4462. Now, complete this topped out at uh, about 45 bucks last September, September 2018. And uh, it capped out loose a long time ago at, uh, what's that About there? About 21 to 22 23, bucks. 23, back in January 2017. It's got a pretty active trade. It says it's about a sale a day, loose or complete. And that's that's a pretty well-priced game. I mean, if this, if you have this laying around... It's definitely worth some money, especially if you have the box and you just need to get a hold of a manual. The manual's going for 12 bucks, so it really behooves you if you've got a loose copy in a box to try to get a hold of that manual, because it'll definitely up your value. Now, John, you've got a story for every game that you own. Where'd you get Streets of Rage, and how much did you pay? Uh, I didn't pay anything. This game was actually given to me my my uh, cousin. Years ago, so my cousin is probably, say, 10 years older than me. And uh, as a kid, actually, that's where I got Alien and my copy of Carnage, too. So as a kid, we'd go over to his you know, parents' house, and he had a Sega Genesis, and we would just play Sega games all the time. And at some point in time, uh, I guess when I was in high school, he was like, hey, I don't want this stuff anymore, and just gave us a huge box. It was loaded with N64 stuff. Uh, Dreamcast and uh, a Sega Genesis, and this happened to be one of the games that was in that collection. So I've on, I've had this game since since really high school, but I've been playing this exact copy since I was probably seven eight years old. Beautiful story. So what would you say to forty five bucks complete inbox? Um, from a collector standpoint. And from a nostalgia standpoint, 45, I think, would be fair for this game, given that you see titles, you know, floating around like limited new or what is it? Limited releases or whatever. Um, limited run. Limited run. Jeez, man, I'm just way out of it today. So, yeah, limited run games has, you know, copies on there for their own games of 30, 40 bucks. And uh, not to say this is a limited run game, but if you're willing to put down 30, 40 bucks, for a limited run game that is going to have 10, 12,000 copies and it's going to be the same type of gameplay on a Nintendo Switch and there's digital copies of it everywhere, it wouldn't hurt to pick this game up for that price point. Now, what I will say, is, let's let's kind of break it down a little bit though. So controls, I give a plus, obviously. The music, definite A plus on that. Uh, the overall fighting and everything that's going on and the character development and everything you kind of have in place. Well, maybe leave character development out. Uh, I guess we, we, we don't know how much of a story there really is. In the beginning, we know. They go through the entire reason as to what's going on. Okay, well, I guess I've never beaten the game, so I don't know what the character development is. Well, regardless, uh, 
the game itself, I would say, in my mind, is A plus all around, nine out of ten, and uh, forty five. I think is fair. Twenty one for sure. The twenty one is going for loose. Hundred percent. I would pay that for this game. Okay, where are you at with it? Um, you know, I'm gonna say that if that's what the market's saying it is, and I've got some reverence for. You know, what people who were really in the know about these type of things. I mean, you've got, you obviously got this game in a different way. But, I mean, if this game is being this actively traded and that's the going rate, I'm going to say that that's the going rate. It looks like this game has basically been in an incline, like, ever since it was released or ever since... uh the data was kept track on price charting. It looks like that this game has been steadily increasing over time, both the loose and inbox copy. So if that trend's going to continue, I'm going to say now would be a better time to pick it up than later. Just if that's what you're into. Yeah. And I'm not saying overpay, like, you know, after this, if you say, well, I'm going to pick it up in a few weeks since, you know, thirty dollars buy it now but you have the option of you know waiting to see if you can get it for 21 i mean just wait i mean i wouldn't say it's worth thirty dollars this point to your point it's the going rate is 21 bucks and there's plenty of copies out there to go around don't don't overspend you know it's worth the price that it's at right now for sure so well next up we're gonna go straight through 91 from one of the most revered beat-em-ups of all time to one of the best beat-em-up you know attached to another you know type of media and we're gonna go to the turtles like this is one of the things that i love i never played ninja turtles the hyperstone heist which is what we're reviewing here i grew up playing turtles in time and i just i think that the turtles i almost know them just as much from that game as I do from the live action movies. And that's my turtles. Like I love going back and playing these old turtles games because it's like, I know the turtles as a beat em up game. And that's, that's what I want to do. I want my turtles beating up all the ninjas, the foot clan, taking down shredder, uh, smacking Rocksteady and bebop. According to you, it was, uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles time heist. So time they were, heist. They were stealing time. Uh, yeah, dude. This game, if you want to hear a story on this one, too, uh, I can bet you it's going to be very similar to the last one. Well, we'll just uh, figure that that's where you got most of these, unless you got something for the last game. The last game, uh, I do have a separate story for that. Uh, this one, again, part of Hopefully that Hopefully it's better than the game. Yeah. So here, here we're going into uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, the Hyperstone Heist. Uh, also for the Sega Mega Drive Genesis, uh, released in December 92. So this would have been what every kid wanted for Christmas when I was three. And uh, except for me, because I never had a Genesis. This is uh, developed and <clears throat> published by Konami. And uh, it was a thoroughly entertaining game. I mean, this was everything that I wanted it to be. You know, it had the same uh, 
you know, you got your four turtles. They all control pretty much the same, but they've got a little bit of differences as far as their weapons and their kind of movesets are a little bit different. You got pizza boxes. You got bright, colorful cartoon graphics. You know, very expressive, reactive. Bombs hiding as pizza boxes and being disguised so you don't know. Well, not really. Um, yeah, dude, I'm right there with you on it. This is one of my all-time favorite beat-em-up games. I have definite childhood memories of sitting back with my brother during the summertime. And so a little background on this game for us. Not the story of getting it, but we would actually... We had a house out in Georgia, so we would go out there and... Uh, spend summers up there and the TV we had was a black and white TV up there we didn't have a colored TV when we went up to Georgia so we would take our Sega Genesis up with us and we would play this game for countless hours dude all the time anytime we went on vacation we seriously brought our Sega Genesis with us and played this game and uh, lots of fond memories on this title man played it a lot and uh, even today going to an arcade if I see this game or even Turtles in Time immediately go right to it to play it I would play it yeah, for sure, dude. It's it's awesome. So this is <clears throat> this is kind of on a whole nother level here. Now we're stepping up into the big boy leagues. So Turtles in Time, this is going for forty eight sixty eight loose, ninety nine ninety eight completed box. Now we're into real deal collector territory. This isn't just you know, hey, this is a a game that's held its value. This is a game that's actually increased in value. Like this is now worth more than it would have been upon release. So uh, I mean, if you account for inflation, it might be about where it would be at release. Well, I'm just talking dollar to dollar. Yeah, I a hundred bucks, a hundred bucks for a used complete inbox game is a stretch. You know, you're not paying that for a brand new game that released today i could go get astral chain for less than hyperstone you can get a limited edition copy of astral chain for less and potentially have it even lower than that after its release uh yeah man i agree with you at 48 dollars um i wouldn't want to say it's worth it that i i mean it's a great game I wouldn't be willing to pay $48 personally for this title. I would never want to pay 100 bucks complete in box. And you know me. I, I now, try to find games it? on the is cheap. Is it just because this isn't your, this isn't your, you know, I, you talked about how you weren't even willing to pay that for the things that you really want to collect, which is RPGs for the PlayStation systems. So if, if you're a beat-em-up collector... Or you're a big time Turtles fan because the Turtles have loads of merch. And I'm assuming that anybody who's that interested in the f action figures and all that stuff is probably also interested in these games as collector's items. So if, if this really has to be in your niche, if you're willing to shell out that hundred bucks to get it. Well, some people just shell that out because they want to get a complete in box collection on Sega Genesis or a complete collection. And I can see that, man. Like I can understand that somebody's wanting to pay that up, but I, I personally am not. I mean, would I if it was like the last game where I really wanted it? Sure. Like I'm, I'm keeping an eye on Streets of Rage three right now because I want to get that complete in box. You know, that's a hundred something dollar game. I'm not going to pay that. I'm going to try and find it for less or one even without a manual to get it for less. But uh, at the end of the day, a hundred bucks is too much for a Hyperstone heist is thirty eight seventy. Yeah, exactly. And what's crazy is that a loose copy is forty eight. So I mean, honestly, you, like my Hyperstone heist has a printed out cover. 
like I don't even have it complete. I've always had it loose, but okay. I, pr- I made a nice cover. I printed out myself. Looks just like the original. It and does for your collection what you need it to do. Yeah, exactly. Sometimes it's on the shelf. people don't need that authenticity. No, exactly. Like that's why I was talking about reproduction carts. I'm willing to purchase reproduction carts because I want to play the games and I don't want to shell out, you know, ninety dollars for a Demon's Crest or, you know, seventy dollars for Soul Blazer. I'm so, just not interested in doing that anymore. If you uh if you go to price charting and check it out, what we've got here is we had a huge bump up to just around 150, 15121 back in May of this year. Somebody way overpaid for this and just threw the graph off. We've settled back down to around 100, which is it's kind of been in and out of that range for the last few years and uh it, the loose has been about the same price too. These games aren't going anywhere. They're going to be hovering around that that fifty dollar, hundred dollar range. So if you're looking to get into this game, you know you can just wait, hover around, and wait until you find somebody who's really giving it away and doesn't is you know willing to part with it for a reasonable cost. Yeah, I think all because the collect- it's not going to change really one way or the other from what the the data is telling us. Yeah, and I think all the collectors that wanted this game or were willing to pay that price point, they've already done so. They're not looking to, at this point, you'll find a lot of new collectors or the ones that are like, yeah, look at this game I got for 100 bucks. Older collectors just like, yeah, cool, I've had that game for a while. And I paid you know, five. Well, I wouldn't say five, but you know, a lot of people got in on this game back when I probably started collecting at 50, 60 bucks complete in box. So yeah, it's, it's a great game. I love the controls. I love the music. I love the animation. It's just got so much attitude, which is what the turtles brand was all about. And I think that, you know, if I got the catchphrases and stuff as well during the game. If I was going to play a beat em up, I would want to play a turtles beat em up because that's what I remember from my childhood and that's kind of the atmosphere and the vibe that I would want. You know, we talked about wanting pizza playing the game, and it's like, it's just a box of pizza. You don't even see the pizza. Like, it's that enthralling, and I think that it's totally worth the experience to play. Well, I having... just don't know if it's if it's worth the price. And it's very rare to me to have something that's, you know, a licensed video game actually showing itself as being you know one of the more desirable because usually that's something that's kind of like lesser games a lot of lesser games are that kind of style yeah and with this particular game you know i definitely would want to go back and play this one with you and and try to beat it all the way through we might have to take a little bit of turtle time in so i don't know if you got your request for that or not um so yeah I, i think we should revisit this one at some point in time yeah, it was uh, it was definitely worth the turtle time we invested. So, what's your thought on the overall price point on your end? Overall, I'm gonna say that I think it's inflated. I think that it's just far too much to pay for this type of game. Uh, I don't think that it's rare enough to really justify the price, and I think it's honestly just the popularity. I think the fact that it is turtles makes it more desirable. Not necessarily that the quality is that much better because we had a 
I would say I had more fun than Streets of Rage because it was Turtles, not because it was a superior product. Well, so I would disagree. I would say that it is a superior product compared to Streets of Rage. I think you have a lot more that you can do but with your characters. But maybe not Streets of Rage 2, which came out around this time. I'm not sure what that's priced at, but... Uh, I think it's priced at about the same as Streets of Rage 1 or or a close price point. Um but, you know, I do find this to be more, a little bit more superior than Streets of Rage and, and other beat-em-ups, primarily because it's not necessarily because it's Turtles, but the music is better. Uh, I think the the, color, the sprites overall are better. Um, the movement of your characters, the actual, like, enemies and AI, are all, they're not overpowered, but they're not weak either. Like, it's a perfect balance. And you have your health points and everything are in a good area, like... Overall, it's a great game. Would I want to pay forty-eight? Uh, no, but that is the going rate, and that's what people are willing to pay. I I would say if you picked it up at thirty-five or or thirty-eight, you'd be getting a pretty good deal at that point. If you're buying, I mean, it the loose. more expensive a game is, the easier it is to get a deal on it. Well, yeah, for sure. So, I mean, if you pick this up at thirty to thirty-eight dollars, kudos to you, and, and definitely pick it up. Um, but at forty-eight, I think you're still going to get a lot of enjoyment out of it. I'll stick with you and say inflated on this uh, only because it is 48 bucks for, you know, something that's purely popularity, really, not necessarily rarity. Mm. Um, so, yeah, I'll stick with you and say inflated, but I still think it's OK at that price point. All right, everybody. And here in the third round. Did you find Streets of Rage 2? Yeah, it's about the same price. OK, that's what I figured. <clears throat> yeah, 20 loose, 40 complete. Yeah, Streets of Rage 3 is the one that's like 60 loose and... I think it was 115 complete. Oh, wow. Yeah. Well, anyways, here, round three, fight. We've got Cyborg Justice. Oh, man. I Cyborg Justice did not do itself justice. Yeah, we were... Uh, Even we the wiki really, page is like a paragraph. Yeah, we were really unsure. We kind of were just like, what's what came out in 93 that you've got? Cyborg Justice for the Genesis came out April 1993, developed by Nova Trade and published by Sega. And, you know, honestly, I'm going to say that graphically, it hooked me from the beginning. Like, seeing the all the different designs you've got. We could build your own in robots, the man. Street, you get to build your own robot. Yeah. You get your... Your different kind of hand, your different kind of body, your different kind of legs, and they're all very well animated. They look very different and unique. You get two-player co-op, and then as soon as you start off, you run into enemies that look exactly like all the parts you didn't just pick, and it becomes immediately difficult to tell which character you are. I almost... Well, there wasn't any friendly fire from what I noticed. I tried to hit you like 10 times and was like full blown like hitting buttons until I realized, oh crap, that's Ryan. Yep. Um, the random missiles coming out of nowhere were complete BS. The inability to just jump in place. You had to seriously be walking forward and jumping. Absolutely nuts. Like I have the specific legs I built on my robot, so I would hope I could jump in place. So stupid, man. It was, uh, this one was a struggle, ladies and gentlemen. We, uh, we're going to go ahead and admit that we According fell short. According to Facebook, 90% of our audience is gentlemen. Oh, we fell short <laughs> of our ambitions straight into a hole in the first level every time. There's a giant hole we didn't figure out how to get past, and that's as far as we got. We're going to be honest out front, but this game sucks. This was a terrible game, 
and it's uh what is it rated did you find like a metacritic on it or anything you know i sure didn't like we said the uh the wiki's about two paragraphs long and i don't think that I don't think that anybody's ever played this game. I think it's the worst game that nobody's ever played, and John made it up, and he's fooling all of us. Yes, I have uh, the ability to make carts, and uh, I definitely made this one specifically for us to ruin our evening of beat-em-ups. Dude, I just put in, like, Cyborg Justice Metacritic, and nothing comes up. Let me try... Nobody's ever played it. Let me try Genesis. But in Genesis. the meantime, while he tries looking that up, I'm going to let you know this game is going for a cool... Seven bucks and thirty-three cents loose and fourteen ninety-eight complete. And I'm gonna tell you right here, right now, folks, that if you can figure out how to get past level one, it may be worth that eight bucks. But who knows? So GameSpot, two out of five. That's the only review that I found on this game. Sounds and like that, nobody can get past that hole. And that just sounds like one star too high. Uh so this this one particular review, I'll just kind of go over a couple things. Uh, the strength was supposed to be the variety of robots that you can play. Obviously, that looks the same throughout the entire game. Uh, the robots are super clunky, and you're constantly getting knocked down, which we noticed. And you have random objects flying out of nowhere at you. And, of course, the music was very forgettable. So if you look at Streets of Rage, and then you look at, you know, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Both of those had great soundtracks that engaged you in it. Do you honestly remember while playing this game any point where you were just hooked by the music? I don't remember the music, but I will say that all three of the games that we played today had a strong visual style. Like Streets of Rage, uh, you know, it might actually be the blandest out of the three. And that I would say only because it's more of a normalistic setting. Turtles, obviously a well-established, you know, comic and cartoon and the live action. It, it had so much going on, pure style alone. But this game also had great style, visually at least. Auditorily, not so much. No, not so much. And, you know, I mentioned it before we started getting into all the different, you know, areas that we were going to discuss today. Cyborg Justice has this badass cover on it. It just looks like a game that you want to play. It's got an awesome name. You got robots on the front shooting flamethrowers and crap. And it's it looks super cool. And then we pop it in. We're just like, so this is what it was like to go to Blockbuster, grab a game off the shelf, go home, and find out it's absolute trash. Yep. So, uh, you know, I'm going to go ahead and say that if if this game is... You want to know how I got this one? How'd you get this one? That's right. You have a story for this one. I have a story for this one, too. Uh, no, it's not a very exciting story. I happen to be on an online uh, bidding thing uh, for local. It's like a Craigslist. And this particular game was part of my Toe Jam and Earl pickup. My, what game is that? Star Control pickup. And there was one other game that came out of it. I don't remember offhand. And then this one. And so I picked up all of that for... So it was a whole bunch of ads. You got a whole bunch of extra stuff to add to your collection. Oh, yeah. Tons of stuff to my collection. It was only four games, but I paid like 60 bucks, I think, 50 or 60 bucks. And the Toe Jam and Earl alone Made up covered all of that. I didn't sell it because I didn't have it. Um, so I was out 50, 60 on it. But, um, you know, still... Cyborg Justice was part of that. We'll say I didn't pay anything. We'll say I paid for the toe jam and roll and everything else is a shoe in. Um, so yeah, not too exciting, but 
uh, the guy was super cool for this one in particular. I went out, um, you know, probably 20, 30 miles I drove out for this, um, which is cool because there's a restaurant nearby I wanted to go to. And he was like, hey, man, these games are obviously super popular. I've got 15, 20 people that have messaged me since we agreed to what you were going to pay. And he's like, I know it's probably worth a little bit more. I've received offers for 20, 30 bucks more than what you've got, but you were already in route. So I'm not going to sell to anybody else. I'm giving it to you. So kudos that guy, man. That was awesome. Like I really appreciated. Be fair. Just somebody out there and you're selling or collecting, try to be fair. Uh, You know, I know that that's kind of what we're out here doing. We're trying to tell you, you know, this is what the market's seeing on these games, but realistically you could still be, overpaying or underpaying for some of these things and you know what if you're gonna buy cyborg justice you might as well pick it up with something else that worth some money mm-hmm. because it definitely is inflated oh yeah what's the price point again seven bucks we've loose? got 733 loose and 1498 complete and it looks like it's going through two sales per week on <clears throat> both of those God, new $69? I would never pick this game up new for $69 unless I was like a collector of new Genesis games. And they look like for the last three years, they've kind of been hovering around the same area. Dude, they've been going not up. Really... Look at that. Well, no, well, this has been pretty flat. Oh, I see, I see. And this has gone up just slightly in the last few years on uh, the complete inbox price. But... Okay, so my, I don't think that, you know, unless you're really looking, if you're somebody who's like, I need all the beat-em-ups the way that John needs all the RPGs. If you're a beat-em-up collector, I'd say it's worth it. If you just love badass robot games with mostly red and silver covers, no, 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 this sir. is the game for you. You got to exclude badass from that. This is not a badass robot game. This no, is no, a terrible robot game. The cover is badass and mostly red and silver. If you're purely a collector of red and silver covers, cover games featuring robots, you could probably do worse. That's very true. Uh, you could probably do better. My you game, could also probably do worse. I'm going to round up to 15 bucks on this. So my game's complete in box. I would at most pay $5 complete in box for this game. So if I offered you $6 right now for that, would you sell it to me? Hell no. Because I have it in my collection. Why would I sell it to you? What if I offered you $12? Okay, I might actually take that. Okay, there you go. So John thinks this game's worth about $12 to hang on No, no, sir. No, no, sir. It's worth selling for $12. I would never pick it up for $12. You could take it all you want for $12. Yeah, so... Uh, obviously inflated. Terrible game. Now, out of all three games, which was your favorite? You know, out of all three games, I'm going to go, uh, I'm going to say that I'm an expensive date and, uh, I, I gotta get me some of that Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. So safe to say Streets of Rage is number two on your list Yep. and Cyborg Justice number three. I am right there with you, man. Uh, love Turtles, uh, or Hyperstone Heist, not Turtles in Time. Hyperstone Heist, one of my all-time favorite childhood games. Streets of Rage is like a super close second on that. And Cyborg, Justice, uh, if I did not have it in my collection, it would be in the trash. So that's uh, that does it for this adventure in beat-em-ups. We're, uh, every so often, we just kind of want to do something a little different we figured we'd throw it out there this week and try to see you know which 
which of these games from this era was really representing the best you know streets of rage came out first turtles in time we both kind of agreed was the best of these and then you know these games were by no mean really waning in 93 but this you know the latest was definitely the weakest it didn't really take the time to learn from the first two games and uh i think that you know, it probably had to do with, you know, it, who the creators were and budgets. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff that goes into this. But as far as just playing and just paying, I think we've uh, determined where we stand on these. Yeah, today. if you want to play a really awesome game and you don't want to play a, or pay a whole lot, um, Streets, for sure, of, Streets Rage. of Rage. If you are willing to pay a good bit of money and you want to play a great beat-em-up, for sure, turtles and, or and not if turtles in just, time. Damn it, hyper. This is this is basically homecoming and far from home yeah. all over again. And if you're super rich and you've just got endless disposable income, I mean, you might as well get Cyborg Justice just for the cover. New, yeah, new just for the cover. All of them new. If mm-hmm. you're super rich, well, uh, we got to figure out what we're doing next week. So I know we haven't thought about that. Um, so we'll see. Maybe we play a current, gen, not current gen. I don't know. Maybe we play a Wii game or something again. Yeah, we'll uh, we'll, we'll go ahead out. and take a look through and we'll find something new. Uh, thanks for checking us out. Look us up. We're everywhere that you can get your podcasts. Find us on uh, iHeartRadio. Leave us some reviews on iTunes. Download us on Google Play. Hit us up on Stitcher. Send us some shout outs at uh, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. I was wondering how many more like lead-ins to these different products you could come up with uh hit us up on instagram for sure lots of fun pictures uh facebook if you want lots of memes articles and general updates from us and twitter just what we want to post on twitter you could go to twitter if you want to hear all the crickets that i live with not posting anything dude i post more on twitter than you do now that's exactly what i said i post on all the social media yes you do we i do i'm so proud of you john i'm proud of myself too so well, that does it for this week's episode. And uh, next week, we'll get back to you with some... Uh... Oh, dude. Um, so I'll give you an update uh, on the podcast. We are securing an interview, as you may know, with Game, oh, yeah. with GameWave Studios. So for anybody listening, we're going to have a pretty cool... Our first interview with uh, an indie developer. Uh, so we'll be having that. Hopefully in a few weeks, we'll go ahead and get something locked in with them. Uh, they have the mobile game Dice Tactics. So plug in for them there a little bit in advance. Uh, they're going to have, I think, Chapter 2, he said, releases late September. Um, so will be pretty cool. I think we'll end up Look going... Look them up, check out their game. Let us know if you have any questions that you want to know from them so that we can make sure that we ask. Yeah. I mean, we'll develop some questions as well, and any questions that come through, we'll definitely ask them, and should be a pretty cool interview. So don't know how long it's going to take, but we'll plug it in probably a random episode and here's our interview and just cut to that there we go yeah it'll be pretty sweet all right well i'm john i'm ryan and we are the The game Game Deflators. deflators